We've worked with over 500 clients on custom design projects from 36 different countries. Wow. And mm -hmm. I've learned a lot on who, who I like, who I like working with, who I don't like working with. And I also learned how to really recognize those red flags quickly in the process so that you it, it helps you narrow down sooner okay that's not going to be a good fit for, for this or this is going to be a great fit an amazing fit let's let's do it welcome to the she shines podcast with your hosts brand photographer and serial entrepreneur anna laura and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship alex tune in for some connection community and girl talk plus join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there built that and are paying it forward they'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand here we go heard in a recent episode of our podcast how one of our VIP mentorship clients, Haley, more than 4x her income from May to October of 2021. We're talking from $1,400 in May using paid ads to over $6,000 in October alone. If you haven't already, be sure that you give episode 104 a listen for a complete breakdown of how we helped Haley scale her business without the use of paid ads using our multi-passionate content strategy. In this episode, we're gonna give you some more tangible tips and strategy on how to grow your business without spending a dime. Yes, 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 yes. But before we share that, we're going to talk to an expert about this. So get yes. ready to tune into our conversation with Elizabeth Verianova, founder and CEO of Studia Classica. Elizabeth helps online coaches, purpose-driven female entrepreneurs, and course creators scale their businesses with an impactful, beautiful design so that they can attract dream clients, elevate their online presence, and book out their offers while creating a lasting impact in the world. Such a beautiful, beautiful mission. Yes. And Elizabeth specializes in impactful Kajabi websites, sales page design, and online coaching program launches. During our conversation, we dive into advice on narrowing down your focus to find your dream client, branding and design changes you can make to help convert your audience into paying clients, and how to automate and streamline your business while elevating the customer experience using Kajabi. And so much more. Elizabeth is also sharing a free gift just for our listeners, her essential checklist for starting your Kajabi platform. So make sure you head to the show notes to grab your checklist. And without further ado, let's get into all this goodness. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast. We are so pumped to be sitting down with Elizabeth Verianova. Elizabeth, say hello to everyone listening. Hello. I'm so excited to be here and excited to talk this today, this morning, today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell tell our listeners where where, where you're chatting from. <laughs> Yeah, I'm chatting in from Europe, actually. It's my afternoon right now. I'm chatting in from uh, the northern part of Europe in a small country called Riga, Latvia. Amazing. Yeah, yes. beautiful, Amazing. beautiful place. Hence why we're like, morning, afternoon, where are you? Where are we? What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> we're making it away. Nobody aware. actually knows. 
making it work. Elizabeth, we are just really excited to chat with you and and we're excited that we connected. Walk us through a little bit of your background and tell us what made you take the leap into entrepreneurship and kind of the evolution that you've experienced since. Absolutely. It's been a long journey. I love entrepreneurship. I love running my own business. And so I am a designer and also a classically trained architect. Um, My background is in architecture. That's what I studied at school um, in the United States. And then uh, right after university, a couple of things happened. One, I met my now husband, um, who was also an architect. So it's Mm -hmm. a family thing. Um, Number two, it was like the time of the economy at that time was not good. And uh, trying to find a job in that market as an art, as like a new architecture graduate was impossible. So that was really the catalyst that led me to entrepreneurship. And number three is I booked a one-way flight to Europe, basically because my husband is from Europe. And uh, so I booked a one-way flight. I didn't know how long I would stay. And now it's been more than nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So all of those things kind of converged at the same time. And all of those things led to my entrepreneurship journey. Uh, essentially at that time we started, um, we, you know, we were looking for a job at the same time, but we needed to find some way to make money. And so we started to go online and look for, um, just any opportunities. So we, we, we started on, we were looking for any kind of opportunities, but we kind of dove into these freelancing websites at the time. And it, it is what worked for us at the time. And um, from there, let's say over the past nine years now, we've grown our business, you know, much, much farther beyond that. And it's mm-hmm. been a journey. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, can you tell our listeners what is your, your business mission and, you know, a little bit more about the community and clients that you serve? Absolutely. So it is, it's right now we focus on serving female entrepreneurs with branding and web design that that's the web design side of our business. Like I mentioned, the architecture side, we're still serving architecture clients. That's a wholly, totally different conversation. Um, I'll leave that aside for now, but with the branding and web design, we're serving female entrepreneurs, you know, especially online coaches, online course creators, and, you know, people who really want to make an impact on people's on other people's lives, you know, in terms of their mindset, in terms of their business and in terms of their health and fitness and their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, my mission is really to, I, I love helping people grow their impact and, uh, you know, the positive impact we can create in the world. I think everyone, maybe most of your listeners probably also, you know, can connect to that mm-hmm. sort of mission. So, you know, I do that through the avenue of design and, you know, I love it. So. That is amazing. I, I love how you took an architecture background and now you're doing web design. Yes. Like, was there any, like, can you fill in that, that, uh, transition for us? Like, how did you get from A to B? Absolutely. And it's, to me, there's so much, there, there's so many similarities, you know, in architecture, we were, we were trained to become a master or become very, very good at a lot of different subjects because, creating a building involves knowledge on a lot of different subjects. So web design, it's like another form of communication, visual communication, but it takes so much more than just design. It takes strategy. It takes understanding of the technology behind it. So there's a, it's also like a lot of different pieces of knowledge you need to, to bring it together into like a beautiful web page. You know, it's, it's a deep thing. So 
how I got from one to the other was back to those, um, the earlier years of our business with the freelancing websites, we were really saying yes to a lot of different types of projects, architecture and non-architecture related. So I did get involved in like doing illustrations, doing map, map designs, doing, and I even doing a couple of website designs. Like it was just a matter of saying yes mm. to way too many things, really, <laughs> honestly. And it was like being a generalist and saying yes to a lot of things. Since then, we, you know, learned our lesson that we, we say no more often and we were focused, more focused in, but that was the bridge was just some of those earlier years was I kind of learned web design by one, doing it for random projects I would take on. And then two, I just learned it. I taught myself web design over like the past 10, even 15 years doing my own personal projects. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Yeah. And from there it evolved. That. Yeah. From there it evolved to what we do now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a lot of um, diving into yourself and giving yourself that, that personal experience and continuing to refine your skills, but also, and Annalore and I always talk about this, like in the beginning, especially starting your business, sometimes you do need to say yes to a lot of things to figure out like what you actually don't want to do. And then you can get really, really good at saying no, like you said, and, and, you know, whether that comes in the form of, you know, you want to work with other people, Lisa collabs and, and clients. And so you're saying yes to figure out, Oh wait, actually this, this is not the route that, that I really want to take. Um, but thank you for sharing, for sharing your journey and, and that experience. I think it's definitely going to hit home with a lot of people who might be in that yes phase right now and trying to mm -hmm. figure out is it time to switch over to the no phase? <laughs> so let's get a little bit into the, the meat of this episode. What we want to chat about with you is really how to convert your audience into paying clients and we serve multi-passionates here at She Shines and you with your architect background, a little multi-passionate yourself. Um, but, you know, these are women who have so many different roles and, and passions in their life. They're wearing all of the hats. What would your advice be to our community on narrowing down your focus to really find that dream client? Mm -hmm. This is such a good segue question from what we were just talking about, which was the yes phase. So first off is learning to say no, you know, getting to that point where you're saying no, you're focusing down. Uh, trust me, that's hard. That was that took, you know, not just a month or a couple of months to learn that took probably years for me to learn um, to say no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm still learning. It's a process. And a big part of that is, is your mindset and is um, a lot of mindset things that are going to go on when you start to either realize, Hey, I need to say no. Or when you realize, I think I want to focus down, but I don't, I don't know if this is the right direction. I don't know if that's who I want to serve and all those doubts that come up and all those like mindset blocks and limiting beliefs that come up, you're going to face those. And so to really, my, my advice anyways, my advice to start to narrow down your focus is to trust your intuition. If you feel called in one direction, then trust your intuition and take that leap. And, you know, at the same time, deal with those mindset blocks you have. And, and then, you know, from there, start to focus on who is that dream client. You know, you know, by now you probably know who you don't want to work with. You might've had a bad client experience. You might have like, you know, some, some kind of project or some kind of experience that you're like, oh, that wasn't that positive or it left you like a weird feeling in your stomach or, or your mind. And you're like, ah, I don't want to do that again. You know, acknowledge that and trust your intuition that that's not the right direction. 
So who, you know, and really reflect who is the right, who is that dream client for you? Mm -hmm. Yes. So good. I love trusting that intuition, starting with like, learn to say no, which we 1000% agree with you, like still learning that (laughs) always a process, still refining. Um, and just focusing, I like that you said to like, kind of take into account your whole experience, like who have you been working with and acknowledging how, how that felt for you? Like, was it a good experience with a client? Did they respect your boundaries? Did you respect their boundaries? Um, sometimes you got to bless and release <laughs> as Hannah Laura says, or sometimes, you know, you want to work with that client again. Um, so I think that's such a great piece of advice is to kind of take inventory of, of your past clients and, and what that mm-hmm. roster looks like. And that's, that's true. It took, um, it took us a long time, you know, it took me a long time to do that. And like probably most people, you know, for many years in our business, we said yes to everything. So I worked with a lot of people that were not, not dream clients, let's say, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but now, I mean, to put numbers on it, we've worked in our design business. We've worked with over 500 clients on custom design projects, all kinds of custom design projects over 500 people and from 36 different countries. And, and it was, you know, that's over nine years of business though. So Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot on who, who I like, who I like working with, who I don't like working with. And I also learned how to really recognize those red flags quickly in the process Mm -hmm. so that you, it it helps you narrow down sooner. Okay. That's not going to be a good fit for for this, or this is going to be a great fit, an amazing fit. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's work together. So yeah, there's, there's a lot I could say on this, but you know, that's, that's the, the, the main advice I have. Well, such great advice though. I mean, just really paying attention to who it is that you're working at with, who's lighting you up, but also those red flags are so important so that, you know, you, you're not necessarily, you're valuing your time and you're also valuing a potential client's time as well. So that, y'all can all move on and find someone who is maybe a better fit for, mm-hmm. for them. So that's, that's an incredible piece of advice. And I don't think it's something that's shared very often. <laughs> so thank you for that. So shifting gears just a little bit, um, we'd love to know any, you know, personal, what personal branding or design changes can we make as entrepreneurs to help convert our audience into paying clients. So from coming at this from a branding perspective, mm-hmm. a visual perspective, what changes, like what are mistakes maybe that you see entrepreneurs making that maybe is holding them back from having an audience convert into a paying client? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. So we're just going to focus on the design and branding mm-hmm. side, because there's so many other sides of that, right? The messaging, oh, yeah. the marketing, the sales, so mm-hmm. just the design side. <laughs> uh, okay. So the, the number one mistake I see is making it too complicated to sign up for working with you or mm-hmm. too confusing of signing up and working with you, whatever form that, uh, whatever your offer is. Right. And so the biggest mistake, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see. So you want to make it easy to get paid mm. and, you know, make it easy for somebody to sign up with you, to pay, to pay your invoice, to, to work with you, make it easy to get paid. Um, and, but in terms of design, anyways, let's shift it to that is, and part of that is, is a very practical thing. And it's, I love 
creating these as a designer, but um, is it invest your time, your own time, or invest your, your money, invest into your business, into a sales page for your offer. So if it's a coaching program, if it's a course, it, it doesn't matter what it is, whatever your offer is, whatever, however somebody can work with you, make sure you have a sales page at, at basic, at the least have a sales page, number one. Number two, make, make it absolutely beautiful. Like make it a memorable, delightful visual experience. You know, again, we're just talking about the design and branding side here, but, and on that note, you know, make it a beautiful page. Like you're, especially if you're trying to sell high-end high end program, you're trying to sign people up for like a high ticket program that you're offering. And if you're using um, a template or you're using kind of a, you did, you, you DIY'd it and it's like, okay, good, but average. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and th- there's nothing wrong with DIY. I love DIY stuff. You know, I love doing it myself too. But if you're really trying to make high ticket sales, I think that at that point, it's might not cut it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's yeah. so true. Getting, getting that visual, um, like expert in on the table as, or in on the page as well. Um, so I, I love that you said you're, whether you're willing to invest your own time to DIY it or investing your money. Cause y'all know as, as entrepreneurs, the three main resources you have are your time, your energy and your money. So you're going to have to invest one of those or mm-hmm. a combination of those into your sales page. So making it easy to get paid. So user-friendly and then also like a memorable and delightful and beautiful experience. Um, yeah. And then I, I totally agree. I guess it depends on who it is that you're targeting, but you know, maybe consider hiring out to someone outsourcing this to someone like yourself <laughs> who knows how to do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have experience in creating these, these highly converting pages. The, the sales page, it's just, you know, it's an upfront investment, but you, especially if it's a program that you're planning to launch again and again, again, Mm-hmm. Think about it. You only have to create that once and then you're set to go with those multiple launches. So that's all I wanted to add. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you said that. Mm-hmm. This evergreen page. Yeah. And I was going to say, especially as you are growing your business, you're making more money, you are offering something more of a, like a higher ticket sale. You don't want to be spending your whole day, like tweaking your sales page, like your energy is better spent mm-hmm. somewhere else. Unless you're like graphic design by nature, architect by nature, um, maybe like Elizabeth here, but if not, like your, your time is so much better served elsewhere. Um, and if you can afford, if you have the time, money, or energy to outsource, um, you know, we're big fans of outsourcing if you can. <laughs> so, so that I, I enjoy that you said, you said that, um, Let's talk more about making money, converting our clients. And we know you specialize in Kajabi um, as a way to help automate and streamline your business, um, especially for those who are working with clients. So tell us a little bit, how can Kajabi really help elevate this customer experience? Because I love how you said you talked about this memorable and delightful experience from a design Mm -hmm. standpoint, but I think that's still it rings true for every aspect of your business, you know, whether it's visual messaging um, or not. So how can Kajabi help elevate our customer experience and why should we consider it over other platforms out there? I, so I love Kajabi and part of why we specialize in Kajabi is twofold is one, 
what we talked about earlier, which was learning to say no. (laughs) So, you know, I can do websites very well on a lot of platforms, but Mm -hmm. I don't, we don't take those on. We specialize. So I do actually say no to these projects um, because it's about, you know, learning to say no and really focusing in. So that is one reason why we currently specialize in Kajabi. And then why I recommend Kajabi, it depends on, it depends on your own mission and your own goals for your business, because we all have unique businesses. You know, no one of us has exactly the same kind of Mm -hmm. business, the exact same offer, and we're all unique individuals. So the person running the business, you have to really look at your goals and your unique needs um, because Kajabi is not the only solution. And I, you know, I don't ever vote just like blindly that, okay, that's this, that's the best solution for you. And without considering the other ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the other, like Kartra, like a Squarespace site or having your tools on, on other platforms. Uh, It depends on your goals, but let's say Kajabi is a really great platform. If you want to simplify your tech, if you're not tech savvy and you're not also not design savvy, Kajabi can be a really great solution um, for, for that. So, and, you know, or if you just don't want to be spending your time doing that, you know, you might be tech savvy, but you're like, okay, you got better things to do with your time at this point. Um, so that's one reason why I would say Kajabi, uh, why you should consider it over other platforms. Um, the other reason is because you can streamline so many different things into it. Um, so just in case, I, I think a lot of us have heard of Kajabi, but maybe just in case I'll like yeah. say briefly what it is, yeah. you, know, you know, it's just, it's, it is a really great all-in-one platform where you can host your website and a lot of your marketing tools in, in it. And it's an all-in-one platform, meaning you're not going to, you no longer will need six or seven different tools to run your business. And you, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, we start our business and we, we like, okay, we sign up for, uh, you know, MailChimp, we get, we send invoices on PayPal. We, mm-hmm. we maybe have Dubsado for like other tool for other, like the invoice, the contract, the proposal, these things. Mm-hmm. We end up with like multiple tools, right? And we, right. then at some point we feel scattered, like, <laughs> okay, too many logins, too many things I have to connect, mm-hmm. you know? So when you want to like get away from that, there are ways to streamline and Kajabi can help do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put your, so again, so you can put your sales pages on it. You can put your whole website on it. Um, you can handle your email marketing with it. You can handle your whole payment process with it. So how does, so like we said earlier, how does somebody sign up with you? You want to make it Mm -hmm. easy to get paid. Kajabi Mm -hmm. is really, really amazing at doing that. Love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So just, you know, and how it then connects to the uh, client experience and elevating that client experience, you know, making it beautiful and making it seamless and making it easy is you, Kajabi helps you go from that sales page. So the first touch point somebody might have with your program all the way into being the, being a paying client, you know, being part of your course or, or inside your program. So Kajabi helps you connect those dots um, from the sales page to a checkout page, to making the payment, to, mm-hmm. you know, sending a welcome email, sending like your onboarding email to, mm-hmm. it can handle one-time payments. It can handle your payment plans, both options. And all the way into like being inside your course or your membership or, or whatever. That's great. Elizabeth, does it matter what industry you're in? Like if you're using Kajabi or can it be applied to kind of anyone? 
Cause I know you it mentioned does, earlier, yeah. like who you specialize in working with are like coaches and service, more service providers. Um, so we were curious as to if it makes a difference. Yeah. And I know your listener, your listeners come across, like come from many different roles and many mm-hmm. different industries. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. this is, this is something you should consider if you're in a uh, coaching or knowledge-based business. Mm. If you're mm. running a product business, it's not a, it's not a good solution for you. Perfect. It's the main d- d- difference. I love that. Cause we were talking about those red flags earlier. So I'm sure this is something that you would ask like on an intake form or something is like, check yes or no, <laughs> you know, something very easy. And it's like, okay, well, this is not going to be a good fit. So we just wanted to clarify that for those of you listening who might not be in the coaching or knowledge-based business, um, maybe you do have a product. And so if you're like, oh, well, that sounds like something maybe I could use. Well, we just simplified things for you. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for clarifying, Elizabeth. We wanted to ask if you have any last piece of advice on making it easy for entrepreneurs to get paid. Well, just, you know, make it easy, give them options. You know, we, I, to think about what, what currency, it's even simple things like what country are they from? What currency is best for them? Mm. If, if you, sometimes we, you know, I've sent invoices in six different currencies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just connect with where the people are from. Um, but the, I guess the last thing I would say on making it easy to get paid is, is, a, is opening you know, open the door to your business and have different ways that people can work with you. If it's aligned with what you do, of course, uh, Mm -hmm. but have different ways that people can work with you and no matter what, make it easy to, to, for them to sign up. Yes. Such great advice, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for, for sharing. And also could you share where we can connect with you? And learn more about what it is that you do. And maybe even follow along with some Latvian uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, well, the, yes, the best way is Instagram. Um, I I, po- I go through phases where I post a lot. And then I sometimes don't post. You know, I take a step back from social media. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. Instagram is the best. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And we are going to link all of Elizabeth's information in the show notes for you. So you guys can go on and stalk her, see what is going on across the world. um, And also learn some more tips on how to make it easy for yourself to get paid. So thank you again, Elizabeth, for being with us on the She Shines podcast. And until the next time, everyone keep shining. I so much enjoyed that conversation with Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. loved learning from her, and she had so many gems to share. I think one of my top takeaways from her was telling us to make it easy to get paid by keeping, right, by keeping things simple Um, and and meeting your clients where they are. I think that's such Mm. great advice and a really nice, easy place to start. (laughs) So for sure. Yeah. And so we're going to share a few more strategies from our VIP mentorship program for marketing your offer without the use of paid ads. Again, we want to encourage you to go back and give episode 104 a listen as we share our multi-passionate content strategy, including how to lay a strong marketing foundation, creating high converting content, and more. And like Elizabeth was saying too, 
keep it simple. We <laughs> incorporate the kiss method for this. That is keep it simple, sweetheart. So if you're in a place where you've begun to monetize, we recommend starting with a freebie and one paid offer. So a freebie that leads into that paid offer Mm -hmm. would be ideal to start. So your freebie can be as simple as a checklist, an ebook, a podcast episode, or a blog post from you. So start with one (laughs) signature offer and one, (laughs) just one, just one, Mm -hmm. one signature offer and one freebie. And this will help you gain more confidence. It will help you and your audience gain more clarity on what it is you do and what Mm -hmm. you're about. So number three And again, we're sharing some more marketing strategies straight from our VIP mentorship program without the use of paid ads because we love saving you money. All right, so number three, meet your clients where they are. This goes with what Anna Laura just said of keeping things simple. So start with a simple landing page and one social media account. (laughs) That's it. That's all you need. Yes. I'm going to say it again. One landing page and one social media account. That's it. That's all you need to start. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, figure out where meeting your clients where they are. Like, where are they hanging out? Are they on Facebook more? Are they on Instagram? Pick one and start there. And then the last tip, number four, is use those DMs. Yes. Use them, use them, use them. They are great for not only connecting with your new community members and new followers, but you can also reignite relationships that you've had with past clients and and community members that maybe you haven't chatted with in a bit. You can also use those DMs to continue to nurture relationships with your current community, your current clients. Mm -hmm. Just because they've paid you once and just because they've hit the follow button doesn't mean they know that you're there all the time. For so you, sure. Right? So you still got to give them a reason to stick around, show them a little love. And um, we have this really amazing DM template that we share with all of our VIP clients. And this takes you from reaching out initially to following up to nurturing the relationship to selling an offer so we make it really really Mm -hmm. simple to help you know exactly what to say but also giving you the place to customize that insert your own language your own offer and really make it feel like an authentic message and not just this hey girl how you been (laughs) buy my product right (laughs) yes and we really quick want to shout out nicole who you heard from in episode 100 of the she shines podcast nicole was able using these dm strategies to double her bookings Mm -hmm. and alex and i we've sold out events using the dms Mm -hmm. and it's really just about being human so yeah we just absolutely love connecting in the dms but Remember, before you do any of this, (laughs) anything at all, you first have to have a very clear idea of your offer, whether it's a product or a service, and making sure that it's something that your audience actually needs. Okay, so how are you going to do that? How are you going to figure out if this is something that your audience actually needs? Well, a great first step is to just ask. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Poll the audience, right? 
throwing it back to who wants to be a millionaire. All right. So within our mentorship program, each of our clients also receives our market research questions, which will help you create a really solid offer with the help of your very own community. So you're co-creating with your community. You're asking them for help. So no more just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. I mean, Lord knows we've been here and (laughs) it's not the way to go. So that's why we're so excited to, to give our clients these market research questions. Yeah. And this is also what we cover in the Passion to Profit playbook, which you can check out at shexshines.com slash playbook. And we've also linked that for you in the show notes. And we absolutely love this playbook because it is going to walk you from your passion to creating a profitable offer. So we start all the way in the beginning and you might be thinking that starts with what you're offering, but no, back it on up, girlfriend. We start with your mindset because we want to help you build confidence. When you can completely own who it is that you are and what it is that you do, that is going to set you apart from everyone else and going to give you the exact confidence that you need to actually talk about your offer and sell Mm -hmm. your offer. So throughout that playbook, not only are we doing mindset, but we're walking you through identifying your ideal client and really getting to know them, not just who they are, what they do for work and, you know, their Mm -hmm. hobbies. Like you really get to know in and out, like a little mini like psychological therapy, psych, (laughs) like you'll love it. You'll love it. And this is what's going to help you build content, an evergreen content machine that will give you relatable captions and also ideas for that offer because, again, you're going to know your client so well, exactly Mm -hmm. what they need, what they want, right? And the last part that our playbook covers is really diving into your brand and what it stands for. So you're going to get an elevator pitch. You're going to walk walk yourself through your values. And all of this, again is going to help you create that really beautiful offer that speaks exactly to your client. Because guess what? You have the confidence to do it. You know who you're serving. You know the problem that you're solving. And you know exactly what your clients need. So go on, head on over to the show notes, snag yourself that Passion and Profit playbook, and let us know what you think. And until next time, keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.